Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I am your host, John Ceno Evil here. Let's get right down to it, starting with AW Dark Elevation. We had the team of Roosh, the Butcher, and the Blade. Not sure whose family office they're representing now. Let's just call it Jose's family office. They defeat the team of Doug Love, Channing Thomas, and Brett Gosling. Uh, easily here with Roosh penning Doug Love with the bull's horn. Uh, Matt Menard and Paul White, they loved Doug Love and his name. Ironically enough, he actually goes by Love Doug in Beyond Wrestling. Pretty uh, funny gimmick that he has there. Will Nightingale and Hikaru Shida defeated the team of Leva Bates and Emi Sakura. Shida hit the katana on Bates for the win and a pretty fun match here. And commentary mentioned how Willow has the number two best-selling shirt on AWShop.com, which, if true, is great for her. Brian Cage defeated Brandon Cutler a couple comedy spots here, with Prince Nana and the Cold Spray getting involved, but Cage was able to hit a lariat, a powerbomb, and the F5 for the win. Jericho Appreciation Society's Angelo Parker, Matt Menard, and Daniel Garcia defeated the team of Leon Ruffin, Hot Sauce, Tracy Williams, and Tony Deppen. This match was quick, but it was a lot of fun, and the ending came with Ruffin pretty much using his super speed and escaping in and out of the ring until Parker and Menard are able to grab him, hit him with a double DDT, and Garcia puts on the Dragon Sleeper for the submission win. Uh, Ruff and Hot Sauce and Deppin, they definitely need to be part of this Ring of Honor. Uh, if they ever do get started back up, they all should be on TV regularly. Mercedes Martinez defeated JC Storm here. Mercedes making her in-ring return here, debuting some new music, and she's able to end JC easily with the Brass City Sleeper in her home state of Connecticut. Wheeler Yuta defeated Zach Clayton quickly here, dropping the elbows and then trapping him into the seatbelt pin for the win. Matt Hardy and Private Party defeated Trustbusters Sunny Kiss and Ari Davari, who actually are teaming up with Encore, who we've seen recently um, from House of Glory. And before the match, Davari tells Encore that if he helps them win the match, he'll get $50,000 and said that um, it'll be easy since Matt Hardy cannot use the twist of fate. Uh, during the match, it was a bunch of Digital Underground and Bobby Brown song references between commentary. And Isaiah Cassidy hits a swanton on Encore for the pin. After the match, Hardy hits Davari with a twist of fate as commentary says that it didn't happen during the match, so he should be fined from any sort of lawsuits. Alex Reynolds of the Dark Order defeated Kip Sabian, a rematch from a couple of weeks ago where Sabian wins. Uh, but this one here has the finish where Reynolds kicks out of a top rope double stomp into a backslide for the surprising win here from Reynolds. We go backstage where Ethan Page was upset that Matt Hardy uses the twist of fate, but Hardy comes in and offers him $50,000, the same $50,000 that he got from Ari Davari. In the main event here, Orange Cassidy and the best friends defeated the factories Aaron Solo, Lee Johnson, and Cole Carter. Uh, Cassidy was wild at the end, doing pretty much everything. And he ends up hitting the beach break on Solo for the pin, while the best friends hit the other two members of the factory with the pile drivers. And there actually was a match that was cut from this show, which had Athena defeated Victoria Andreola, which I'm guessing was because of maybe some sort of suspension storyline they're going to be doing with Athena, since last time we saw her on TV, she did strike Aubrey Edwards, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of um, suspension uh, storyline, and that's the reason why they didn't feel comfortable showing this match after that. We go to Tuesday's AEW Dark for Newark, New Jersey. The varsity athletes Josh Woods and Tony Nese defeated Dean Alexander and Rosario Griller. Uh, Mark Sterling gets on a mic before and says that they're going to have they were going to have open tryouts for new members of the varsity athletes, but nobody here in New Jersey is worth it. Nice gets the pin on Grillo after they hit the Olympic Slam neckbreaker combo that Excalibur actually named this time, calling it the One RM. I'm sure that's I'm pretty sure that's what he said. Uh, not sure the significance of that name. 
Willow Nightingale defeated Marina Shafir. Uh, Taz sang along to the Willow theme, making his own lyrics. And Excalibur asked him if he would rather choose this song or an helical song as his as his ringtone for his phone. And Taz chooses Willow's. Uh, Vicky gets in the apron during this match and tries to distract Willow, but it fails as she catches Shafir into the Doctor Bomb for the win. Willie Yuta defeated KM, aka Kevin Matthews, easily with the hammers, uh, with hitting his, ha- his hammer elbows into the seatbelt pin, just like he did on Elevation. And backstage, Ethan Page was with Matt Hardy in private party, and he says something about like breaking Matt Hardy, and then he even gives him a new shirt with like the old broken Matt Hardy on it, and says that next week they're gonna have a match, uh, this being private party and Matt Hardy against the Wingmen, and then Matt Hardy kind of teases his broken stuff again with some of the things he was saying and his mannerisms. So, uh, are we going back to broken Matt Hardy? Stay tuned. Jack, uh, Jake Hager, his first time in dark in over a year, defeated Bryce Donovan. Quick work of Donovan, making him submit to this head and arm triangle hold. Ty Mello defeated Sky Blue. Pretty good match here from both of these women, but Mello gets a submission win after wrapping her legs around uh, Blue's neck as she taps out. After the match, Mello and Anna Jay kept attacking Sky Blue, but Willow runs out for the save, so I'm sure we'll begin this tag team match, uh, possibly on Rampage. Roosh defeated Leon Ruffin. Easy work from Roosh, winning in minutes with the Bulls horns. In a main event here, Evil Uno, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds of the Dark Order defeated the Trustbusters, Ari Davari, Sunny Kiss, and Jeeves K. Fun match here with Reynolds pinning Davari after the Dark Order hit the Pendulum Bomb. Impact Wrestling starts with Yuyu Ramora defeating Andrew Everett on before the Impact is Everett's first appearance in Impact since June of this year. Uh, Uramora gets the pin with a flying crossbody in a match that really picked up steam in the last couple of minutes. On to the main show, we have a semifinal match in the Impact X Division title tournament as Black Taurus defeated PJ Black. Uh, Crazy Steve introduces Black Taurus, which is something that they kind of started doing recently to hype up the crowd. Nice back and forth at the end, but Taurus catches PJ with the destination hellhole for the win, and he'll face Trey Miguel at Overdrive, which already happened. This was the go-home show for Overdrive. If you want to know more about that show, check out my report on postwrestling.com. Speaking of Overdrive, we had a contract signing between Frankie Kazarian and Josh Alexander. It starts with them showing respect until the words start to offend each other. Their wives, Tracy Brooks and Jay Chung, they get involved with some words as well. Uh, it's a yelling match, and then Scott Demore kind of puts it to an end. Kazarian and Alexander tried to call a truce backstage after, but Bully Ray interrupts and says that if Kazarian wins the title, he'll call a shot on him, but Kazarian calls bullshit and Ray gets offended. Uh, Kazarian told Alexander that after Overdrive, he won't have to worry about Bully Ray anymore. Bullet Club's ace Austin and Chris Bay defeated Aussie Open. Uh, the Mortar City Machine Guns and Raj Singh and Shira in a fatal four-way match with Ace Austin pinning Kyle Fletcher after hitting the fold in a fun and fast match. Uh, Ace Austin and Chris Bay are headed over to New Japan now as they're part of the, the World Tag League there in the Super Juniors division. Rosemary was backstage asking Taya Valkyrie if she's seen Jessica, and she said that she's been dancing on TikTok and that she'll take her spot today against Tasha Steeles. And we go into that match as Taya Valkyrie defeated Tasha Steeles after trying Road to Valhalla just to end up sitting on Tasha for the pen. Steeles attacks her after, but Rosemary and Savannah Evans all get involved, and then Jessica finally comes out wearing one of those beer can helmets. So that's her new gimmick now. She likes to party and she likes to drink. Josh Alexander asked Tommy Dreamer if he could trust Bully Ray, who says that Ray is a changed man and that he could trust him. We go to an old school rules match as Steve Macklin defeated Tommy Dreamer. Basically, this means a no disqualification match. So there's chairs, there's candlesticks galore. At one point, Dreamer tossed a styrofoam full of rice into Macklin's face. I don't think I've seen uh, Chinese food used as a weapon before. Dreamer asked for some help from one of the fans known as Mr. Impact. So he actually comes out from the audience and helps set up a table inside uh, that they don't end up even using. So Macklin catches Dreamer for the KIA into steel chairs for the pen. After the match, Bully Ray comes out 
to attack Macklin, but then Moose comes out and stops Macklin. Uh, brawl here. Josh Alexander runs out. Uh, they all kind of start brawling, and then Alexander ends up slamming Macklin through the table. We go backstage to Gia Miller with her first ever interview with Masha Slamovich, where everything is that Masha says is subtitled, uh, including her just kind of talking down to Gia Miller. But Gia was somehow able to understand and respond back in English. Awkward interview segment here. Rich Swan defeated Laredo Kid. This obviously was taped before Laredo's recent injury and surgery. Swan gets the win after hitting a 450 splash. We go backstage where Mickey James tells Tyler Wilde how she was a little upset that Wilde came out to help her last week, but Wilde says that she didn't want something stupid like Deanna Parazzo interference to end her career as she wants to end it herself. And the main event here, a double Jeopardy match. Sammy Callahan defeated Eric Young. Basically, to win here, you have to make your opponent bleed first and then go for the pin or submission. Uh, but as Callahan was making his entrance, filed by designs, Angels, Khan, and Diener attack him from behind and bust him up right away. Callahan comes back by giving Young a paper cut with a picture of the Death Dolls. Eventually, Callahan bits, bites Young and busts him open as well. Uh, obviously, this match gets real bloody. There's weapons being used, all types of weapons. But Callahan ends it after hitting a pair of Cactus Drivers 97s. After the match, Khan, Angels, and Diener kind of come out and just look down at Young in a look of disappointment to end the show. So I'm not sure what's going on here with uh, their leader, Eric Young, if they're going to be reevaluating his leadership or what the case may be. We go to Woman of Wrestling as the Heavy Metal Sisters defeated Chantilly Cella, Coach Campanelli, and Randy Rara with Fury hitting the final Fury sit-out powerbomb on Cella for the pin. Steffi Slays defeated Adriana Gambino by roll-up. Penelope Pink defeated Foxy Fierce with some help from Lana Starr on the outside, and she hits the Pink Nightmare for the pin. And David McLean on commentary says that Fierce is inspired by Pam Greer, loves the movie Jackie Brown, and even invites Pam to come to a WOW show and sit ringside. I would love to see Pam Greer at a wrestling show. In a main event here, it was supposed to be the finals for the WOW Tag Team Title Tournament. Still don't know how this bracket worked. I'm just guessing the Tonga Twins and Miami Sweet Heat, who are in this match, got the most pins, is what I was able to figure out. But of course, this match, which was Twins versus Twins, ends in a no contest, so we still don't get new champions, as Chainsaw, Holiday, and Siren the Voodoo Doll all run out to uh, cause a no, no contest for this match. And the match is actually getting pretty good at the end, uh, before the interference, so I'm guessing they're going to lead to some sort of triple threat match between these three teams for the titles. NWA USA, we have the Fixers defending the US Tag Team titles against the Country Gentleman, with Jay Bradley pinning Anthony Andrews after the Fixers hit a double chokeslam. Missa Kate defeated Maddie with a roundhouse kick that she calls Kick Filet. <laughs> uh, pretty clever name here. After the match, they kind of hugged, but Maddie was possibly teasing attacking Kate, which she doesn't. In a main event here, Jace Fowler making his debut defeated Homicide by disqualification. Pretty much the entire match, Homicide was like trying to use foreign objects but not really using them he was like wrestling dirty uh then the referee had no choice but to cause to disqualify him after he was uh trapping valor in the uh the ring apron and uh this got homicide even angry that even angrier that he was disqualified so he starts cursing uh to the fans to the commentary team he starts messing with the guardrail he's like moving things around he steals a fan's jacket and puts it on a very odd and interesting way to end this show we go to nwa power uh this is another part of the revolution rumble tapings from um louisiana tom latimer and Danny Flamingo defeated the team of EC3 and Matt Lancey. Flamingo and Lancey are locals here for Wildcat Sports, which is a reoccurring uh, thing with, with these tapings. And the weird finish here with EC3 attacks his own partner and just lets Latimer put Lancey in the crossface as he submits as their feud continues. We see a segment backstage with the question mark two teaching some of his new recruits karate, but he ends up getting attacked by the question mark, uh, this being Rodney Mack and his masked henchman. Chuck Devine defends the Wildcat Sports Revolution Championship against Nate Bradley. Uh, more Wildcat talent here, obviously, making their power debuts. And Devine retains after hitting a spike DDT. 
The Pope and JTG are backstage and said that they formed a new partnership, so I'm not sure what this means, if it's the end of the Dirty Sexy Boys and uh, uh, Dirty Dango and NWA, I guess, uh, stay tuned for that as well. Scion, in a non-title match, defeated Thrillbilly Silas after rolling him up and using his feet on the ropes for leverage. In a main event here, Camille defends her NWA World Women's Championship against the debuting Jasmine Allure. Allure has appeared multiple times on AEW Dark as well as WWE. Uh, she'll be on an upcoming episode of Women of Wrestling as well, so I'll be talking about that when that happens. But fantastic showing from Allure here, and she really made her stamp in NWA here. But at the very end, Camille was able to dodge her from the top rope and hit her with a spear for the win. Could definitely see a bright future for her. Um, uh, Jasmine Allure, wherever she ends up going. On NXT Level Up, Thea Hale defeated the debuting Danny Palmer after hitting a spinning neckbreaker. Uh, Palmer has done some matches on the NXT house shows, the Coconut Loops before this, so she looked pretty good here in her TV debut. Uh, speaking of debuts, Dante Chen defeated the debuting Oba Femi. Uh, the big Femi, he cut a promo before the match saying that this is a big opportunity for him and he's trying to make his family proud. Commentary spoke about how Femi decided to decline going to the Olympics to go to the WWE instead. But Chen was able to defeat him after hitting a running chop for the win. In the main event here, Channing Stacks Lorenzo defeated Oro Mensa. Tony D'Angelo joined commentary again, which I love. Uh, he totally ignored Sudu Shad and was talking about having Byron Saxon over for some pasta and sasits. Uh, Byron was very excited about that, the prospect of that happening. Mensa had the match won until D'Angelo starts distracting him um, and then hits him with his crutch as the referee wasn't looking. So Lorenzo uh, stacks, hits him with a jumping knee to the neck for the win. On New Japan Strong, Peter Avalon defeated Keita by submission with the Golden Arch. Bullet Club's Chris Bay and El Fantasmo defeated Moscow Dorada and Blake Christian. Juice Robinson joined commentary for this, but he ends up pushing Christian off the top rope into a cutter by Chris Bay for the win. In a main event here, Homicide defeated Tom Lawler after getting out of a rear naked choke and hitting a Larry in a pretty good main event here. After the match, Danny Limelight comes out and he drags Lawler out of the match and has a bunch of words with Homicide as both of them have history with the LAX connection, which Limelight talks about in a promo after, saying that both Lawler and Homicide are his family, but Lawler has had his back for the past two years and tells Homicide to stay out of his lane or they can meet in the ring. On WWE Main Event, Asuka defeated Kiana James. James cut a promo before the match saying the last time she was on Main Event, she exposed Dana Brooke for what she is and she will make people forget that Brooke ever existed. Asuka was able to enter with a sidekick to the head. And Cedric Alexander defeated the debuting JD McDonough, debuting on Main Event that is. They had a promo backstage before this match as well, as Cedric says that people here have been talking about JD being creepy. And Cedric gets a surprising win over uh, JD with a brain buster. The WWE Network editions of the week were an episode of ICW Fight Club, as well as WXW Femme Fatale, which is an all-female show, including the likes of Killer Kelly, Masha Slamovich, and former NXT UK superstar Amel, making her return to WXW. That is it for me this week. Thank you for everybody who showed up to the post five-year anniversary. Great meeting everybody there. Had a blast of a time. Memories I will never forget. And I will see you here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark. (laughs) 